Hey y'all, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I am your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at ICSativaPod. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, Overcast, Radio Public, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes, as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing and you find yourself coming around often, please become a Patreon supporter of this podcast and support us. By supporting us, this helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to HTTPS anchor.fm slash I am cannabis sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash I see sativa podcasts. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. Hey y'all, this is Sativa here. Hope you guys are having a very good one. Um, so I wanted to talk about this. Um, as you know, the, um, the, the Eastern Seaboard, um, with the exception of the noble exception of Maine, who has a craft cannabis, um, sort of system that is sort of the envy of the um, rest of the eastern seaboard, we have big cannabis. Um, we have conglomerate companies because of how ham-fisted and how um, heavy-handed the um, most of the regulations for medical marijuana on the east coast and, you know, even parts of the Midwest are. Um, you have these leaders that, because in a lot of these east coast states, um, And, yeah, in a lot of these East Coast states and a lot of states in general, you don't have ballot initiatives. Um, We have in Massachusetts and and Maine, and through that, we use that to legalize cannabis. And Vermont did it through legislature, even though um, there aren't any um, retail sales of, of cannabis. But, um, because you don't have, because most states don't have initiatives and because many East Coast states don't have them, um, you're, you're having the lawmakers craft these medical cannabis laws. And you know what I say about most lawmakers in, 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 in the country and in local government and even federal government, um, and, and their relationship with the plant. It's, it's close to non-existent, if not um, hostile, and they do that through, and through that they leverage their hostile and sort of ignorant views on cannabis into either dragging their feet and treating it as a low priority issue, and you know taking forever to open up dispensaries if they do set up a medical marijuana law or whatever, or um, they they make it they make the red tape so thick and so hard that only the richest businesses can open up shop in a state. 
And um, to recoup the costs that these million dollar businesses or these multi million dollar businesses have to incur, they charge the customer so much money. And you're you're seeing this in Jersey, you're seeing this in um, yeah, you're seeing this in Jersey. You're seeing it in Pennsylvania, especially at first, and um. And, and you're also seeing shortages, too. And in Pennsylvania, there's a shortage, a huge one. And um, the the Department of Health or the Office of Medical Marijuana has issued a statement. So um, statement isn't shouldn't be taken as an excuse. But um, you guys need to rally forth and you guys need to talk to your lawmakers to reform this medical marijuana system through allowing craft cannabis, through allowing, um, through allowing home cultivation and home grow rights and, um, you know, and, and allowing patients to, 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 to go to other states you know, open up reciprocity and what have you. There's a number of measures that can be done to save money, you know, and if they were very serious about um, making this a workable uh, system, they would talk to people in Maine. They would talk to people in Arizona. Um, they would talk to people in Michigan. They would talk to people in Oregon or Colorado or any of the um, pioneer states that have done this for a long time. And they would have a much better result. Um, again, like I like I said in the Jersey episode, I think, I think the best that some of these East Coast states can hope for is more of an Arizona system because you already have the big cannabis in place. You already have the people whose pockets are lined and their pockets are used to being lined. So you know, make it streamline the process for those. If you really have to have a, a system where you don't got a home grower, a system where, you know, only a few million multi-million dollar companies benefit. But if you have to have a cartel like system, make it efficient, make it, make it easy to set up shop, make the regulations decent. So, so you have it to the point that like in Arizona, you're having the dispensaries be like, Hey, we, we we like the amount of customers we're getting. We like the money we're getting. Could 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 the could the um, Arizona Medical Marijuana Department in in the state could they lower the the um, the renewal fees for patients so we can have so we can have an additional hundred thousand or two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand patients? Like that's what you have happening. And the the now cards in Arizona you they're they're good for two two years instead of just one year. That's one. And two, um, and two, um, the, the fee to get the card is a lot cheaper now. And, and as I said earlier, um, their, their prices are very good in that state. Um, they pay often pay less than $200 per ounce or 90 per half ounce a lot of the time. You know, it's an efficient, well oiled, big marijuana machine. And if you must have big marijuana, in, in, in your medical marijuana state, Arizona is a, an example you can look to. So let's read the um, letter in response to this shortage. The Department of Health is continuing to work with our phase two grower processors as they work to become operational as part of the permitting process. 
We know that once operationalized, it takes several months for medical marijuana plants to be grown, and then processing has to occur. We look forward to having more of our Phase 2 G slash P's joining the market and shipping product to dispensaries across the state. Any product shortages are the result of ever-growing medical marijuana program and the fact that as new dispensaries become operational, they must order their entire stock at once. We have over 70 operational dispensaries, and several of them have become operational over the last month. Something of note that I want to let the audience know. Um, as you know, I live in legal grass, Massachusetts, heartland of America. Um, we legalized medical marijuana in 2012. Um, the first dispensaries did not open until... I want to say summer or June of 2015. So that was about two and a half to three years. And um, to date, we have about 55 or so dispensaries for medical marijuana patients. So over the span of three years, we have only opened about 50. 50. So let's say, let's be generous, 55. So let's be generous and say that the state has only opened about 20 per gear, whereas Pennsylvania's dispensaries became up and running, I want to say early 2018, excuse me, and to date, they have 70. And like I say often, Massachusetts regulators and Massachusetts government, you need to step it up. Pennsylvania government, you need to step it up, open up the industry, open up craft cannabis, open up home grow, um, get rid of vertical integration if you've got that, let your patients smoke their medicine, and leave that decision between the doctor and the patient and not the state. Those are a lot of things you can do to, to change things up. So let's, let's finish and continue. Please understand that this is a new program with competitive pricing. Pricing will likely drop as more dispensaries continue to open in the market. Additionally, yes, the Medical Marijuana Act of 2016 Act does create a path for patient financial hardships. A medical marijuana program fund will be established with funds collected from a specific tax that the grower slash processors will pay. A portion of this fund will be used to assist patients demonstrating a financial hardship with the costs of their medical marijuana. The hardship program is not yet available. Please continue. It needs to be because people are paying out of pocket for this medicine that's schedule one narcotic that will not be covered under insurance. So the poorest and the most neediest and the most vulnerable among us, they need to step up their game and make this available for them, make the hardship um, discounts available, or even yet, go whole hog and um, implement a program like, like California had under 215 and SB 420, where um, you, you had um, nonprofit cannabis businesses giving to needy um, um, working class people and, and veterans. Um, you can just do that. And again, you can meet up with the advocates and the pioneers that put Prop 215 
into fruition and, and, and ask them how, how that works and how they were able to have a program that was able to serve the neediest among us. Again, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. There are already systems in place. There are already states. And as it's often said by political pundits, states are the laboratory of democracy. There are already states that have tried providing, that have successfully provided cannabis to the needy. We've already done it. And um, so let's continue. Please continue to check the websites for updates on the implementation of Pennsylvania's medical marijuana program and continue to reach out to the Office of Medical Marijuana with your feedback. You can email us at ra slash dh marijuana at pa.gov. Patient feedback helps us as we continue to make improvements to the evolving program. Thank you, Office of Medical Marijuana. End of letter. So I'm going to put this in the show notes and I'm um, going to put a call to action to reach your lawmakers. And um, and another thing to note before I, I, I end this is um, according to um, Chris Goldstein, um, Freedom is Green on Twitter, who's a PA, I think a PA, a Pennsylvania slash New Jersey cannabis activist. Um, Pennsylvania in their baked into their law, their medical marijuana law, they have a program that, um, that allows for price fixing or price regulations or price controls. And there's a way to, there's a way to put this in motion yet their government hasn't been doing so. So, so if you're in Pennsylvania, tell your lawmakers to put this in motion and look into ways that, 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 um, price controls can be done because again, this is, this is an out of pocket expense to all the patients. This can't be covered under insurance and people need all the help they can get. The people who need cannabis the most for their medical ailments should get, get, get whatever they, it is that they need, period. All right. So, um, I guess that's all for this episode. Hope you got a lot out of it. Um, call to action if you live in PA, write to your lawmakers and, Keep fighting for a better program. Peace out and stay medicated, my friends. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are a few ways that you can do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for housing and equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash podcast. You can also support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. If you are feeling extra generous, we have $5 and above tiers. Additionally, if you wish to get in contact with us, you can leave me a voice message on Anchor. You can do this by going to www.anchor.com dot fm slash i am cannabis sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at the phone number 617-466-9389 that is 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode If you are in need of some good CBD products, you can also check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp products. You can check them out 
by checking out this link, um, www.bit.ly slash 33FKRV9. And you can try the following coupon codes. Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, and 15% sign off CBD. And you can use those codes to get a discount on various CBD products on their website. And if you're looking to get inexpensive CBD flour delivered to your door quickly and cheaply in New England, check out bostonhempire.com, where you can get frequent sales on CBD flour and other products such as tinctures and edibles as well too. Boston Hempire will get you cheap CBD flour delivered to your door in New England and the rest of the United States for a very, very good price. And I highly recommend their products too. Feel free to enter the URL https colon slash slash shop dot bostonhempire.com slash question mark ref equals d scotland peace out and ciao